Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Love That For You. You've got me, Pat, here, and you've Pat got my wonderful here. wife, Julia, here as well. Hello. Thank you all for joining us. He wants to be on a TED Talk, obviously. <laughs> nice formal introduction today. Formal introduction for a very informal episode. I keep looking at you because you shaved your beard. Mm. And you guys should see, I have to post a picture of like you before you shave and you after because I have two husbands. Mm-hmm. We're like a totally different person when you shave or when you don't. It's so weird. Yeah. You're not like I didn't, fully shaved. I didn't fully shave. Like I didn't razor. No, you but never do that. I just cleaned it up. I it Prior to me shaving, what I shaved yesterday or two days ago, I probably hadn't shaved in a couple a long, months. Yeah, a And long I had time. only like kind of cleaned up uh, just like around my lips and nose and cheeks. So it wasn't like You always like randomly anything. shave and I never know. And then I came home yesterday and I was like, what did you do to your face? Yeah. Cleaned you it just, up. Like, you randomly can, you decided can to, you can't do face. that without asking me. I know. Well, when last time I got my hair cut, the guy who was cutting it told me my beard was too long for this type of haircut. So I listened to his advice and trimmed he it. He also waxed your eyebrows, so. <laughs> he did. He went a little above I don't know beyond. if that's normal. Or like, do guys get their eyebrows waxed? No, I officially can say I've now done it once. And yeah. I'm not sure if I'll ever do it again, but. I can like see them growing back in. I can also tell like my eyes are like swollen right now because of like allergies and everything. My nose yeah. is running. My eyes are swollen. Yeah, I don't really nose get itchy. the allergies just, like you do. Yeah, it's just brutally uncomfortable. And now it's like, I mean, the weather obviously is changing. It's getting, I mean, we feel like we skimmed over spring because mm-hmm. the weather this week is supposed to be like mid to high 80s and then potentially 90s next week so it's like whoa no but i like it yeah so why don't you uh tell them about what you did this week your little trip i took a little day trip with my friend kelsey to new york city and it was extra exciting because i had not been back to new york since before the pandemic so like 2020 march i was still living in new york and i moved out as soon as everything kind of hit just because i mean i hate to say it because i feel like anyone who's like a real new yorker would be like oh you just left and whatever but i didn't i was renting with roommates i didn't really have a choice um and we were supposed to get married whatever so um it's been a year and a and a little bit and i don't know why i didn't go back it didn't feel right to go back until things started opening up anyway and they kind of are now so we decided to take a day trip and it was so fun. The weather was amazing. As soon as I got there, I was like, oh, my God. I was telling Kelsey. I was like, I know that I'm going to come back and Pat's going to hate me because I'm going to be, like, <laughs> ready to move back. Yeah. And for a while, not being there, I've been, like, not really rushing to move back, not really even feeling like I need to. But when I was back there, I was like, oh, my God. I just love it. I want you to experience living there. I want us to experience living there together. Like, I don't know. I just loved it. and I miss yeah. it. And I spent too much money. <laughs> I feel like there's something different about New York. Well, I know there's something different it's about just New like, York. It's just different. As than- soon as you get through the tunnel, me and Kelsey like took a deep breath. We were just like, oh, like there's just this weird energy. And it was so nice out. Like, it was such nice weather. So that also helped. We were just like, yeah. everyone was like, we went to get coffee. Like the other thing is that's just different that you don't find anywhere else is like, there's just at any corner you look on, there's something new that you haven't seen before. And I think that's also just like why I love it. Like, here yeah. it's just not really. I don't know. It's just different, and I don't want to. I don't like comparing it to other cities because it's not. Yeah. But it's like a different world. 
You can't get a cheesesteak in New York as good as you can in Philadelphia. I'll pass that up since I haven't even had one yet. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But it's just... yeah, I know you were excited about going back there. That was, I mean, originally our plan was get married last May and move to New York. And mm-hmm. um, the pandemic had different plans for us. So yeah, it's, I mean, that was like the longest you've been not going and like yeah. just going back, I'm sure was. And it was, you know, nice it felt to... pretty normal there to me. I didn't really see it besides like right when the pandemic hit and I was moving out. So it felt like pretty normal and it just was, it was good to see like businesses up and running and like people having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm like. You you just mentioned when you moved out, I feel like we could do a whole episode about the weekend when we moved me out of DC on Saturday and moved Julia out of New York City on that Sunday. I don't know why we did that. Because just... both of our leases were coming up and we didn't want to, drive and do it all um and did that the move me saturday dc julia sunday from new york uh, just in general sounds terrible and then on top of it doing it during i mean when like literally we didn't want to touch anything you were like wearing gloves like yeah people walk by you on the street and you're like stay away yeah it was touching the door handles luckily we didn't have like furniture and stuff so it wasn't that bad yeah you fit yeah, that was terrible, car. though. So, yeah. um, all right. You want to say what your your green smoothie that you're drinking yeah. right now? Okay. Well, this morning I made a green smoothie, and I just want to share it because it was so good. Um, I just put peaches in there, <laughs> frozen peaches, and I didn't know that was a thing in because smoothies. of Justin Bieber's new song. No. Who can't think about peaches? Okay. No, I just. I don't know. It was um, a green smoothie with like spinach, banana, spirulina, protein powder, strawberries, peaches, frozen peaches, um, and water. And it was good. And I just really liked it. And you guys should try and make it. It's on my TikTok. So So go check out it there. Yeah. Check it out there. I'm also drinking a uh, cherry flavored GTS. Is it GTS or Kavita? Kavita. Kavita kombucha, which I like. As you know, I like kombucha, Pat doesn't, whatever. Yeah. Boom. All right, should we get into our episode? Yeah. Let's get into today's topics. What's that from? Let's get into today's topics. Oh, the Snapchat thing. <laughs> Snapchat. Okay, go. So this episode, I think, has got a maybe a lot going on, which means it's really got nothing going on. But Julia and I, you know, we get a lot of, like, questions and DMs about, like, specifically us like people trying to get to know us more. And so we we're trying to do an episode about that. And one that has been a, not a hot topic, but I feel like we've talked about more and more probably because I just got two new tattoos, but being tattoos, um, both Julia and I have tattoos. Um, so we're like, let's just talk about our tattoos. And then ha- what could we tie it to? We were thinking about, you know, based off like last week's episodes, like just kind of overcoming barriers, overcoming your own obstacles, like, overcoming fears and just talking about like you know i think our experience of like just going for it with tattoos but then like trying to relate it to a little bit of like life that's going on i feel like i know so many people right now that are one either wanting to like do something new and different or two just went through something new and different Mm -hmm. and they're like you know on the other side of it so yeah um so yeah, I think we're trying to wrap that up into an episode and just talk about, 
you know, kind of our experience there. And so Julia was, yeah, you have what, three tattoos? I have three tattoos. And did you have any when I met you? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I had one. I had my cross. No, I was there for that. Oh, I'm okay. pretty sure I was there for all your tattoos. Um, I had, th- trying to think how many I had when you met me, at least two. I don't know if I had the third one. Um, but yeah, I have three. Pat has five now. He's like on a mission. Yeah. Um, his stories are way cooler than mine, I feel like. Yeah. But I have three and I got my first one when I was 18 and I don't regret it. Um, I just think that I would have spent more time with the font because yeah. it is fading a bit. Yeah. I think, um, so I guess it was now a couple weeks ago. It was my niece's 18th birthday and I put on my Instagram story like what would be some advice that I could give to my niece, my 18 year old niece, or you could give to your, like you as an 18, like a younger version of yourself, what would be advice you would give yourself? And I couldn't believe it. There were like, I don't know, five different submissions about tattoos. Some people saying, don't get them. Don't get it. Don't get your tattoo. Other people saying, just go for it. Other people, another person said, uh, wait till you're 25, then if you still want it, get your tattoo. Mm-hmm. Or somebody said, think about it for a year, and if you still want it for a year from now, then That's get it. That's what I did. And it was just interesting because, I don't know, I feel like everybody I talk to like has at some point wanted a tattoo, mm-hmm. and then everybody either makes the decision, yes or no, to do it. And it's just like, a, I don't know, I feel like one of those things. I feel like for me, I don't know what it is, but like I just don't, um when it comes to the tattoos like sometimes i forget that i even have them like i don't yeah. even if there's one that i like don't love anymore or whatever i just like don't care that much like it's not to me it's just not that big of a deal like um yeah it's just not that big of a deal like i mean if you're gonna get something like massive and it's gonna be on your body i totally understand like you probably shouldn't do that if you're unsure but um i just don't take it that seriously where i'm like yeah it just doesn't bother me, and I wanted one, and I was just like, "All right, I'm just gonna do it." Like, yeah. but I understand that wow, people don't want them. Yeah, and like, I think if you're listening and you're like not interested in tattoos, like this is more about just like the background behind why we did it and what they mean, and like, you know, it's not necessarily yeah. about the tattoo. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, early on when I was thinking about it, it was always about the aesthetic of it. Right, I remember seeing like pictures yeah. of. David Beckham or Adam Levine or like, you know, a lot of famous people and they like really pull off a lot of tattoos and nice tattoos and it yeah. looks really good. And it was like, okay, could I, you know, think about doing that? And then, so I was like, all right, let me get my first one. Let me think about how to build my body uh, with different tattoos. And now when I think about it, to me, it's like got very little to do with the aesthetic but for me, each one of my tattoos is like a snapshot of my life in that moment. You've kind of planned it that way, which has been really cool to see. Like, yeah. that's how you, I think after you got your first one, then you realized like, you can, I mean, continue to tell yeah. the story. But. Yeah, I think about them each as like kind of like a snapshot of my life. And I feel like I can like vividly remember what I was thinking, how I was feeling, what was like my motivation and... um you know, like with that, like, I don't think I'll ever regret any of my tattoos because I know what I was feeling in the moment and yeah, that feeling that I was making the right valid. decision. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I guess I'll go first. I'll just 
talk about my five tattoos and you know kind of what each one so the first one i got is um it's a cross it's a small probably two inches tall with like a one inch crossbar on it um it's on the inside of my left bicep so that was the first one i got which i guess i got in the summer of 2016 it was a transitional period for me I was going, you know, coming off of a long relationship, had, um, you know, changing careers going on at that time. I had 16, you're with me for like a year. <laughs> Maybe not quite a year. 2015 is when I got it then. No, you were with me when you got it, for sure. I remember. Because I remember being like, I don't know if I want you, you should get that. So it was after. You were still thinking about your long relationship. I don't think that's true. Okay, move on. Right. Because I was definitely... Okay, maybe it was the 2015 when I got it then. Yeah. It was that summer, not 2016. Yeah, 2016, we would have been together for years. I think okay, you were so it would have been wait, where did you get it? Was it Durham? Yeah, I definitely got it in Durham. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, well, I was yeah. still your girlfriend, or maybe you hadn't asked yet. Maybe you were like, this is my buddy, Julia, yeah. and she's just visiting. Oh, gosh. So... Whatever. It was a transitional period to me, for me. A lot going on, changes, just, I was, how old would I have been? 26 or 27, just mm-hmm. thinking about life. And it was like, if there's one thing that I know I want with me through all of the rest of my life, it was like a cross and what it represents, like my relationship with God and all of that. So it was kind of like, I remember talking to folks about getting a tattoo, getting people's input, and then... Honestly, I like woke up on a Sunday and I was like, I'm going to go get this done. I've thought about it. I've prayed about it. I've talked about it. Like, I want this done. I want this to be something that is permanent on my body. And it's funny because it's probably my least uh, well done tattoo. You got it like retouched. Yeah, I had to get it retouched. It was like missed a spot. Yeah. But it's still like when I look at it, I feel like I can feel exactly what I was like thinking and feeling when I um, like when I got it the first time. So that was my first one. My second one is uh, on my left shoulder, like my the front of my left shoulder. It's a really simple Celtic knot. And um, for those who don't know, a Celtic knot is like an Irish symbol that was your second? That was my second one. Where is that one? Right here. On your shoulder. Represents a lot. You know, a lot of people say it represents like the Holy Trinity um, or like it's supposed to be like an interconnected, never ending loop, which is like the circle of life. Um, and what kind of story behind this one is I got it with one of my older brothers. Um, my brothers and I had always kind of talked about getting something together. We never like fully committed my older brother like texted me on the side saying, hey, around Christmas when we're both home uh, in Pennsylvania, you and I want to kind of sneak away and just get it done. Um, mm-hmm. So he and I did. And it, it's funny because I, you know, I remember the drive back from getting, this was his first tattoo, my second tattoo, and like going through the experience together. On the drive back, he and I had like this really... Um, uh, important conversation that led both of us to like tears. Like we were both crying in the car and it's like 
tied in my brain, like tied to that moment of getting our tattoo. And like, I feel like a moment of me and my brother, like coming together and like just our relationship. So, yeah. Um, my third one I got is on my, the top of my right thigh is the word hope. Um, I got it done just really simple, um, lettering, um, all lowercase, just kind of small print. Um, this was one that I got, it was when I was living in North Carolina, uh, or not North Carolina. I was living in deep Washington, DC. I was living by myself and I think a similar like mindset to probably where I was when I was talking about my first one in North Carolina, just like transitional, trying to figure out who I am, what I'm about, what, um, you know, what I am. And this was one that I had kind of thought about for a while and something that just, again, hugely important to me is just the word hope, but like what hope represents and why I need hope and why I want hope. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to go get it done. So I just like woke up. I think it was another like Saturday or Sunday morning. That's your leg, right? Yeah. That's the top of my right thigh. So, and then the other two tattoos I have, um, I got them both while Julia and I were in Sedona. Um, Finally, I can be involved. Finally, Julia's involved. She came into the picture. So the, These were both two months ago. Yeah. Three months ago. I know. Wow. So the, the first one I got is, um, again, on my right thigh. It's a silhouette of one of the hikes we did in Sedona. Fa- um, our favorite hike. Our favorite hike. Probably one of my favorite places I've ever been to or like seen. So and like cool. the view. It was just like amazing. Amazing, yeah. Cathedral Rock in Sedona. Um, look it up if you've never seen it or been there. I it's think beautiful. something that made that specific one special t- for us because we did it at sunrise. So we were basically doing it alone. Yeah. Um, so that made it really cool. Because we kind of just, it wasn't crowded and we got to like, we like pushed ourselves to go to the top. Like there was no one to follow really. We were just like, and then the views obviously were amazing, but. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a cool experience. This was. came up though, like getting that. Well, I had known that I wanted kind of like the silhouette and in the silhouette of the uh, Cathedral Rock, I got seven stars in it, which I'm one of seven kids. So each star represents my siblings and then one together for my parents. Um, in like kind of the starry night in the tent too. But I had, a, I kind of wanted that idea, but I didn't know exactly like what kind of landscape. And then it hit me in Sedona. It was like, why don't I just get the the silhouette of the rock? I feel like it was my idea. It might've been. Probably is. Everything's your idea. <laughs> yeah, so, and that's then my favorite the, one that you have. What about my last I one? I know, but. And then my last was, one. I wasn't, I wasn't fully on board with this one. Up I'm front. not sure you still are. No, I like it. I also think it's. I my, still see a spot that's not straight, but oh I like it. I just, my, yeah. So my last tattoo is I got my wedding band tattooed on my wedding finger, mm-hmm. just done in like a simple thin line around, actually just the top of the finger. It doesn't go all the way around because the bottom of your hand, like the skin regenerates, so tattoo ink doesn't stay. So Yeah. So those are my five. Yeah. I don't know which one's my favorite. I love them all. I'm already looking forward to the next 15 or 20. tell the story about why, like where you get them. What do you mean? Like uh, in different... Like, yeah. So other than the last two, the um, like the Cathedral Rock and the tattoo, uh, my engagement or my wedding band, 
all of them I've gotten done in like a different location. It'll be really cool. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten one in every, or not every, but they've primarily all been done in like different locations. I got one in North Carolina where I lived, one in DC where I lived, one in Pennsylvania where I'm from. Um, and then the last two in Sedona where Julie and I traveled to. Well, so then he decided that all of his tattoos he's going to try and get from different spots that we go around the world or whatever, which is cool just to say, because now you like kind of associate each tattoo with a different place. Yeah. Um, which is nice. And we have some stuff coming up that you can get some more. I'm going to get a lot more. Well, I, I feel like you also have this vision of like what it's going to look like on your body. And to me, I'm like, let's do it because it's really cool. Just like different little mini tattoos around, which is kind of like what I like on my body as well. Like yeah. small, but um, placed nice the right way. Yeah. Yep. I don't have uh, like the crazy stories like that you have. Well, let's hear about your tattoos though. Well, my first one, I was 18 or 19, um, and it says it's on my left arm on my wrist going, like, down towards my elbow, um, and it's, like, cursive, and it says, this is real and nothing else, and if any of my friends are listening, I'm sure they're laughing and making fun of me right now because it's been an ongoing joke forever, but when I was younger, um, it's really not, like, a crazy story. I just had this, like, stuffed animal, or I just was... I was very, like, imaginative with my stuffed animals, and I'd always go to my parents because maybe I wanted a pet in real life. I don't know. And I was just like, Mom and Dad, this is real and nothing else. Like, I wanted them to know that this, like, animal that I was, like, in love with was real. It was in real life, and none of the other ones were real. So whatever. That went on for, like, a few years, and I think it just kind of stuck with my family that that was something I always said. And then as I got older, it was always like a family thing that I would say that, but it kind of just then became more of like a real life situation um, that this is real and nothing else. Like it just kind of stuck with me and my family. So I just always liked the saying. So I went and I think I went with a friend who got some other tattoo. So we went together and I remember being so nervous. This was in our hometown, but I remember being like so afraid of how it was going to hurt. Uh, it didn't really. Yeah. I mean, it was annoying, but it didn't hurt. And so I got that one. Wow, that was like eight years ago already. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you said you thought it was going to hurt. I think there's definitely like a fear that tattoos like really hurt and they don't really hurt. How many times does my brother ask if tattoos hurt? Daily, daily. Because <laughs> he wants one, but he's like so afraid. And no. it's definitely not like a pain. It's like a annoying prick. Someone described like... it to me as a cat scratching on your sunburn. Ooh. It's a good Kinda thing I don't accurate. get sunburn. Just kidding. Yeah. So my next one, um, I was in Greece and I just, I don't even know. Uh, I think I talked to my family about wanting to get the word family in Hebrew. And this is such a stupid story because I got it in Greece and the girl didn't speak very good English. So I got it and I had it on my hand. And then later when I got home, I realized that it was the letters were flipped inside mm. out. So I didn't panic or anything. I was just like, whatever it is, what it is. So then I kind of like worked it into how it's going to be for the rest of my life. And it's so it's family, but each letter is flipped um, inside out. And it's just kind of, you know, 
Okay. So when you look at it in a mirror, does it read mm-hmm. properly? Yeah, so it's like mirrored. Yeah, which is kind of so cool. So it was kind of a little mistake, like, but it turned out to be kind of cool, so yeah. I, I'm okay with it. But it's like seeing your family when you look in a mirror exactly, and see yourself. Exactly, that's what I turned it into. Yeah. But I'm such a stupid person, and I just, just was like, it's right, and I don't speak or read Hebrew, so I didn't know. Yeah. Um, But, you know, fun story to tell. And then my last one is the symbols. We are greater than the highs and the lows. So it's like W and then the greater than sign and then uh, an arrow pointing up and an arrow pointing down. I think I actually found this online and it's supposed to have a G for God is greater than the highs and the lows. But it sounded like too religious for me. So me and my friends that I've known since I was like five years old, uh, there's four of us and three of us got it together um, in like different places of our body. And I think, you know, I always look at it and think about them, which is nice, and think about, like, what we've been through and how long we've known each other. Um, and it's nice to know that they have it, too. So we did that. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And I've wanted more, but um, I'm not in a rush, really, to get more. Yeah. I like yours. I feel like you kind of pull them off and they're, like, small and spread out enough where they're not, like, overpowering um, yeah, and I can also cut, they're all my arms, so I can cover, cover them. Cover them, yeah. If I want, but I don't. Yeah. No, I like your tattoos. Yeah. They're cool. Tell them what you want to get next. What do I want to get next? The so outline. Um, yeah, I follow, like, social media, so many different um, accounts, and this one posted a, like, a super simple minimalist uh, that was just, like, an outline of what I'll just say, a female body. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I would, I'm going to try and see if I can get it done. So it's Julia's body. It's yeah. Gonna be like, it's not going to be like her whole body. It'll yeah, just, just be part. Like, yeah. But so cool. Just part of it. So, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be, I'm going to have to figure out like getting an artist to be able to do that. And yeah. then just getting it done in a way that I like. So. Because it has to be like a picture of me that they silhouette, that they outline. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just hoping like a super simple, I don't know. Have you ever seen those like where like they never take their pen off the paper? So it's kind of like. Yeah. 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 I think we have some of it hanging over there. Yeah. Yeah. So like that kind of would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we need someone to draw it. Yeah. Needing somebody to draw it. So if you know any artists, somebody who could do that, let me know. That'd or be helpful. One. Yeah. Thin ink. Yeah, so I think we just wanted to switch the conversation to, like, I don't know, so many people worry about getting a tattoo, so many people worry about doing anything, doing everything, honestly, probably, and how do you, like, transition that mindset to, like, not overthinking it, just doing it, like, you know, having an intelligent plan and then just going for it? Um, because when I think about getting my tattoo, my first tattoo, and then subsequently every tattoo after that, I feel like it was always like the first one is the hardest. Like once you break the seal, getting the next one is easier, but the first one is definitely the hardest. Like you just sit and overthink it for so long. Like, can I do it? Should I do it? And then you end up getting and people are like, oh, that's cool. Let's talk about something else. Or like, mm-hmm. it's not that important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it relates to like doing stuff in general because once you like take the push to do something and then you realize that it was better than you expected, then you're ready to do like the next thing. Yeah. Well, I I don't know if I said it earlier on here earlier when you and I were talking about this episode, 
I feel like that'll be another positive that comes out of COVID. So many people started new things. Mm -hmm. So many people started doing new different things. I'm literally off the top of my head. Like this past weekend, I got together with one of my best friends who accepted a job and is moving to London. Yeah. Right. Like he's doing that. Um, Another friend who is like launching his own business now. Like there are people that are moving, people that are buying houses, people that have made the decision during um, COVID. Like, yeah, we are ready for have a kid. I think about us getting Willow, like just making the decision. Yeah, we're not ready to have a kid. Yeah, we're not ready to have a kid. We're ready we to have, have a dog. We have a dog. But it's like so many um, decisions that are things that people wanted to do that they were like pushing off and holding back on yeah. that sometimes you just got to go for it and just do it and like, you know, be mature enough to handle the impact or the whatever, like, Mm -hmm. but just do it. Yeah. I don't know. I think about, and this is always, and you always quote this, like, I think when it comes to time to make a decision, so many people spend so much time like, all right, pros and cons. Let's check this box and then this box and this box and this box. They weigh their pros and cons. They weigh um, what am I going to like? What am I not going to like? They do so much like over evaluating mm-hmm. that making the decision is actually ends up being more stressful and impactful than like the outcome of the yeah. decision. So I always say to Julia or anytime like people give me or like people ask for advice, it's like, don't worry so much about which decision you're going to make more just make a decision and take the steps after that to make that the right decision. You used to always say that to me about like everything and it definitely stuck with me. It's like, and it helped me. It actually is helpful. Like I'm, you know, when it comes to making big decisions, it's like, yeah, you want to weigh the pros and cons. And at the end of the day, there isn't a right decision. That's why you're weighing it because there isn't a right one. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of like picking one. And if it doesn't work out, then you pick, then you learn from it. It can't always be, it's never just like, oh, you know, that was a mistake. Yeah. More times than not, it's not a mistake and it's a lesson that you can learn from. Yeah. So either way, it's going to be like a good positive outcome. Yeah. Trying to relate well, it to like what I've done. Yeah. Well, I think about, I mean, like from something so only impactful to me as like getting a tattoo, right? Like I was smart about trying to get him in places that I can cover, places that, you know, it's not kind of getting yeah. nothing offensive, getting nothing that right. whatever, like handling it that way. But like also I think about like us like making the decision to get Willow the mm-hmm. dog or. That was pretty spur of the moment. Even, even the decision for us to get married. Like, mm-hmm. how many times did you and I have conversations leading up to us actually getting engaged? Like, we probably talked for a year and a half about it. Like, I was ready before you were. Mm-hmm. It took you a while to come around. You came around. But then it's like, okay, what do we do about a ring? Where are we going to live? How's mm-hmm. the blah, blah, blah? Like, so many questions go into, like, what are we going to do after we get engaged? And it's just like, one step at a time, make a decision, and then we'll figure out yeah, what's next. Yeah, and you next. do have to plan. Obviously, we always say this in our episodes. Like, you yeah. do have to plan. It's not just, like, make make decisions quickly. It's just, like, there isn't – if you're weighing two things, you know, weighing them means that there's really not a right answer. And yeah. you just have to pick something. And, with yeah, with our wedding, for me, like, getting married, it was, like, I was battling in my head being too young. 
Yeah. And that was literally something that I just always thought about. And it was the pressure from the outside world. And I was like, but then I really thought about it. And I was like, at the end of the day, I know I'm going to marry you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter. It just was a matter of like when. So yeah. that kind of was what helped me make the push to just be like, this is what I want. Like, there's no point in just waiting because of nothing and wasting my time. Yeah. Battling something in my head. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I think that was something like we had to be aware or like I was aware that that was something that was important to you. So it was like I didn't want to get engaged, immediately buy a house, immediately have a kid, like start kind of that quote unquote settling down. Like I knew it was going to be like a longer, more long-term play of like, mm-hmm. all right, if you, I know you think you're too young or for your own desires, like let's just get married. And then when we think we're ready for a kid or we think we're ready for a house or like, <laughs> we'll see when that is. And like, I have no idea when yeah. either of those things are going to happen. Yeah. We're more leaning towards like never having kids or never having a house or never having anything. And like, we're not, than we we're are. We're not. We're no, just, I know, but we're just daily. We are. Yeah. We're just unsure of a lot of stuff in our life. Yeah. And that's like kind of part of this. I mean, like making decisions. It's like, it's been hard for us to decide on like what we want. Mm-hmm. And then that's why we're doing little things to kind of figure out, I think, what we want because we're just like, we don't know. I don't know. And for some reason, I feel the pressure to like know and figure yeah. it out. Which is funny because that's like last week, like it's such our own self-inflicted obstacle. I feel like I talk to so many people and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, I don't really know. Yeah. Like some people are like doing stuff. Like <laughs> my buddy moving to London, like... Like, what are you doing with your life? He's like, I'm moving to London for a year or two. Like, cool opportunity. But it's not like he's like, step one, move to London. Step two, meet somebody. Step Mm -hmm. three, move back. You know, it's just like nobody has it figured out like that. I also think something to think about is like, I I forget who said something to me, but they're like, this is the time in your life when you like can do whatever you want. You don't have to be settled. You don't. And like, what is settling? Like, I just hate that. And yeah. so even like when I think about having kids, something in my mind is like, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have kids and think that like my life, like, yes, my life is changing, but it's not like stopping and I don't have to stop doing what I want to do because I have kids. And I feel like that's like people like buy a house, have kids and they're like, all right, this is what I'm focused on just the kids and it's like you can bring your kids with you and travel like you can do stuff like that you can yeah you know what i mean there's you, yeah you find a babysitter for just i don't want to forget about like our life yeah. and that is like a little tangent but like that is yeah just, i think the idea of and like i know it's how it's communicated but like the concept of settling down Right, like that is not, what does that mean? Yeah. Does that mean you just stop caring about yeah, like, bettering yourself, and you're like, "All right, I'm gonna wake up, <laughs> eggs, peanut butter, jelly, hamburger, die." Like, is that what you're saying when you're settling? That is like, terrible. it's not, and that's not what I think you or I ever want. Like, we never want to be like, "All right, we're settled here; nothing else matters." I know. It's, like, it's really scary. That's because that is what like the society. Not that that's what people do. No. It's just like. No, but it's how it gets in people's minds, yeah. up, right? Like, I think I've already been asked so many times since we've been married, like about kids, and I'm like, I was talking, who was yeah. I, I forget who I was talking to about this, but I was just like, that is not 
just because we're married doesn't mean we have to have kids next. Yeah. Like just because we got married doesn't mean yeah. we have to buy a house. Yeah. It's like, first let me figure out how to properly make my bed and then we can talk about having kids. <laughs> until I learn that. out how to not get frustrated every single day of my life with stuff that is so small. doesn't matter. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. But that's the uh, normalizing, not knowing what. Like, it's about it's normal, fun for normalizing us. growth, normalizing what you want, normalizing like change, it, yeah. and not fitting into this like image that you think other people have for you or you think the world has for you. It's about if you want a tattoo, go out and get it. If you want to start your business, go out and get it. If you want to get a new job, go out and get it. You want to live in a van down by the river, go do it. Like mm -hmm. that's all cool and great stuff. Like get the fear, get the obstacles out of your way, go out yeah. and do it. And I feel like the fear is a big part of it because like I, everything that we do, there's always fear behind it. But like for some reason we're able to just push through and like we end up figuring it out. And then the fears are like, oh, it actually ended up working and it wasn't bad. And I'm yeah. glad that we did that. Yeah. We still have a lot of stuff that we are trying to figure out and like, like figure out even how to figure it out mm -hmm. as a couple is like a hard enough darn thing. Yeah. But okay. Well, that was kind of the, the purpose of the episode. Wanted to talk about, you know, a little bit about us getting to know us a little further, mm -hmm. talking about our tattoos, the stories behind them. And then just Julie and I having conversation that hopefully got your brain thinking a little bit about what it means to just go for stuff, just to do it, not overthink it. And we hope it was, um, insightful, entertaining. Hopefully you guys are thinking and bringing stuff up to your spouse or your friend about it. I go to get that too, tattoo even if your mom says no. Yeah. Just, Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. See you next week. See you next week.